0: You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast.
1: If you would take there your worship guide, inside your worship guide, there is a Grace on Mission pamphlet that our communication department has put together for us, and we're going to kind of work through that this morning, so you might want want to keep that handy. And today we're going to spend some time celebrating what God did in and through Grace Covenant, in and through your partnership in 2018 as well. We're going to talk about the coming year, this year that we're in, because we believe that not only has God done great things, but he has greater things for us. Would you agree with that? That God is up to some good stuff and he's invited us to be a part of it. So this morning, we're really excited to be able to welcome our other campuses, the Statesville campus, the East Lincoln campus, on this Sunday that we call our our Vision Sunday. We kind of bring all of our campuses together. So they're actually joining us live on the other campuses. So would you join me in welcoming our East Lincoln family and our Statesville family? great to have them with us this morning. Well, in Psalm 96, verse 3 and 4, listen to how the scripture reads. Declare God's glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. Then Psalm, the book of Psalm chapter 106, verse one, the scripture says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. So this morning, we want to begin by giving thanks, to giving thanks to God for his financial provision and giving thanks for your financial partnership in the ministry of Grace Covenant. Listen, there's no way around it. It takes money to do ministry. Uh, if we're going to have dynamic programs that serve the Grace Covenant family, if we're going to reach out and serve the poor and needy in our community and in the neighboring communities, if we're going to reach out to individuals who are far from God, introducing them to God, if we're going to send mission teams across the seas to the nation, this is what I know, it takes money to do that. It takes dollars to fund the mission of the church. And so I want to thank you for your financial partnership. 2018 was a phenomenal year. It's, it's the tithe, it's the tithe that you bring that, that really funds the mission of the church. As you honor God with the tithe, it helps us then as a church family be able to carry out the mission that God's given us uh, to, the, the, to the Lake Norman community. And so as you, as you take the, um, the booklet there that you have the Grace on Mission booklet. And if you would look to the back, the back two pages, you're going to find a financial report, both for 2018 and where we're going in 2019. You would celebrate with me that in 2018, there was $5,642,520 that was given under Grace Covenant. Our expenses for 2018 were $5,309,000. I'm grateful for the management of the staff. We actually finished the the year $250,000 under budget and expenses, which is pretty amazing. When we are able to manage effectively, it then frees up more money to do missions. So I'm grateful for the hard work of the staff in this year that we would be able to actually end the year below budget and expenses. And then for 2019, um, the budget that's been set by the church council is $5,700,480, and there's a little diagram there that kind of breaks out how those dollars are spent kind of percentage, and that's really general, but it gives you an idea of how the budget breaks out and how the dollars are spent. And then if you turn to the next page, there's information about embracing our future. I think all of you are aware that we have a new building going up out back the concrete's been poured uh, the steel's been delivered it was delivered this past week so hopefully in a month or so we're going to see steel going up before the year is out our plan is to be actually using this new building we we believe it's going to be completed in in 2019 as well In 2019, our plan is to begin site, the site planning for a new worship center for our East Lincoln congregation. We've purchased 10 beautiful acres. We've secured that. The next step is to get a plan for what we're going to put on that property. And so that's going to be happening. In this year, and as you look there to the graph, so far we've had about 2.3 million committed uh, to this uh, third phase of development to the Embracing Our Future campaign. In 2018, we had about 730 thousand dollars that was given to help fund uh, this project. As well, we just finished the sale on a, a part of a building across the street. We sold off we sold off a three office suite. Um, and we have the rest of the building that we need to be selling. We're going to be marketing that in this year. So be praying with us that we would get um, a really good price for that. Because all of those dollars go to help us pay down uh, the cost of the new facilities that are being developed. But as you see the numbers that have come in, both the tithe and what's come to, come into embracing our future, I think you, you would agree with me that God has blessed us greatly 2018 was a phenomenal year. So grateful for God's provision and grateful for your financial partnership. And I think it would be appropriate if uh, before we go on, if we would just take a minute just to say, God, we thank you. We thank you for your provision, helping us fund the mission of Grace Covenant. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you today as we look at these numbers, the tithe that was given Lord, as we look at the embracing our future and, Lord, what's happened and what's going to happen, God, we can't help but just be uh, overwhelmed with gratitude. Oh, God, you have blessed us greatly. And we recognize today that you are the sources. So, Lord, we give thanks to you. And, Lord, as well, I'm grateful for this congregation, this family of, of believers, God, who, Lord, who honor you. As you have blessed them, they honor you. And, and Lord, that's why we have numbers like this to celebrate God, because of your provision and because of the partnership of this church family. And so, Lord, this morning, we are truly grateful and we give thanks. We give thanks to you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to tell you a story this morning. And some of you have heard this story before. Maybe you've heard it a number of times. But for those who would be somewhat new to Grace Covenant, I think this story will be helpful to uh, help you better understand our mission here at Grace Covenant. The story goes back to 1995, August of 1995. My wife and I were returning from a missionary assignment in the wilderness of West Texas back to the promised land being Grace Covenant. We'd been here before as associate pastors, a stint in Texas, and now we had an opportunity to come back to serve in this role. And I remember this so clearly, just like it happened yesterday, though it was a number of years ago now. I was driving down Interstate 40. I was driving the U-Haul truck. had my hound dog Buford in the front seat with me. My wife was driving behind uh, in our car. And I was talking with God, much like I'm talking to you this morning. I, I don't know how you talk with God, but I just I just have a conversation with God. And so I'm I'm talking with God as I'm driving this U-Haul truck down Interstate 40, somewhere between Nashville and Asheville, if you're familiar with that stretch of Interstate 40. And I said to God, God, I know what I'm going back to, because I'd been here before, so I knew the culture, I knew the people, had relationships. I said, God, I know what I'm going back to, but I have to know, what do you want me to give my life to? What do you want me to be about? What do you want me to lead the grace? Cov- what do you want me to lead the grace covenant family to? And, and I had an experience, and I haven't had many of these in my life, but I had an experience like God was sitting right there beside me. The impression of the Holy Spirit was that clear, and this is what God said to me as I posed that question to Him. He said, "I want you to teach the people of Grace Covenant to love me." It's an issue of priority, and I want you to teach them to love one another. It's an issue of service. So from that God encounter on Interstate 40, now some 23 years ago, we have fashioned our mission statement. So what's the mission statement? What is Grace Covenant Church all about? It's simply this. At Grace Covenant, we're committed to helping people become like Jesus by loving God and serving others. And we believe that as we grow in our love for God, and as we live that love out in service to others, not only will we honor God, but grace covenant will be effective in in impacting our community and the world. And along with our mission statement, we have a vision statement that's summarized in four words. Four words. Here's the four words. Connect, grow, serve, and go. Would you say those would be on all of our campuses? Let's say them together. Connect, grow, serve, and go. We want to help you connect in your relationship with God and connect with others. We want to help you grow in your faith journey. We want to help you find your place of service because we we believe that as you find that place of service, it's there that you discover greater purpose in life. And we want to help you go to be engaged in a mission. In other words, to live your life for something greater than just yourself. To live life on mission. So I want to take just a few minutes and talk with you about each of these vision statements. And if you like, you can take this pamphlet that's been put together where you can follow along as we talk through each of these vision statements. And in that, there's going to be some points of celebration as we look back to 2018, as well as we look forward to our future. But let's begin with, with connection. At Grace, we want to help you connect with God and with people. Then fullness of life, fullness of life is discovered in relationship, in relationship with God, in relationship with others. We were made, we were made for relationship and we function best in relationship. The scripture says that we were created in the image and likeness of God and God is relational. So what he created us as relational beings with a need to connect, to connect in relationship. In Matthew 22, Jesus was asked this question. One day, the religious leaders posed this question to him. Here's the question, Jesus, which is the greatest of all the commandments? In response to the question, I want you to listen to what Jesus said. Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. In other words, this is what Jesus was saying. He says the greatest priority in your life is connection. To connect with God, to love God, and to then love others, to find value in life through connection. So at Grace Covenant, we help people connect in relationship with God and connect in relationship with others because we recognize that all of us were created as relational beings. Again, we discover fullness of life when, when we connect in relationship. Listen, you need community. You need connection. Now, I want you to hear the story of one of our Grace Covenant family members who who came to understand the value of connecting as they took initiative actually to pursue that. Now listen to their story.
2: Um, My name is Faye Maloney. This is my husband, Robert. Robert. A couple years ago, I was taking myself to church, going in, sitting in in the church, and I would leave. And then the next week I would go into church and I would hear the wet message and then I would leave and it was interesting because I was having this conversation with God and I'm like God what's wrong with me I'm a nice enough person why am I not getting to know anybody here right why aren't they coming up and talking to me why, why can't I you know seem to connect with anybody and God said to me very clearly he said they they're just like you they're waiting for you to go and talk to them that did change my life and I realized that it's true There's no harm in me just saying, Hey, whether or not they're friendly, it's not for me to judge. I should be friendly. But we've just moved into a new community within this last year and it's called Trilogy. We feel like we've wanted to connect people with, um, with our church, connect people with God, connect people with each other, with us. Um, So we thought about it and we thought, you know, people are moving here from all over the country. So we said, well, let's look that up, and why don't we send them a handwritten note and just say, welcome to the neighborhood. If ever you have any questions about the community or about the church or if you ever need someone to pray with you, um, feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to um, be able to connect you or answer any questions, and so we're actually finding that people are taking us up on that offer. They're actually reaching out to us via text via email, running into them on the street and um, they're saying, oh, my name is such and such. And I'm like, well, my name is Faye and this is Robert. And they're like, hey, we got a card from you in the mail. (laughs) I talked with three people just this week and they said, hey, I got a card from you. Thank you so much. I put it on my refrigerator. It doesn't just happen by going into a church on Sunday morning and then leaving. Um, It happens, you know, by getting plugged in with other people serving and growing together and doing life together.
0: Right, So we, we, sometimes we think of connecting in terms of what, what we can get, what we can consume. And in this culture that consumer mentality you know, can become prevalent, but actually think about what God wants you to contribute and give give back to others.
2: We wanted to reach out to a community um, in another level, and a deeper level. And that is uh, to do Bible study together with people. Just open it up to the community, no matter where they were in their relationship and walk with God. You know, let's just put it out there on the bulletin for our community, Um, send out emails to friends in the community, word of mouth, invitation. We opened up our home. We are partnering with another couple in the community, and they're opening up their home. So we're having a women's Bible study here and the men's Bible study there. So we just found it's been a really effective tool to reach out, to connect with people, to make friends with people in the neighborhood and start a
1: what a great story is, as, as Robert and Faye um, decided they were going to take the initiative and like connect in relationship with individuals in their community. As a result, not only have they discovered greater life, but they're giving life to others, through what? Through connection. Connecting in relationship. So in 2019, I would I would encourage you, I would challenge you. Make it a priority. Connecting in relationship with God through the word, through private worship, through being a part of, of, of Bible studies where individuals are challenging you, speaking into your life, and make it a priority. Like to take the initiative to connect in relationship with others. Because life, greater life is discovered. As we connect in relationship with well, it. You know, if you think about it, there's only two things in life that really matter. When it's all said and done, only two things that have eternal value, and both of them are about relationship. It's relationship with God, what you do with and for God, and relationship with others, what you do with and for others. It's those two things that carry on into eternity. And all the goods you've gathered, all the stuff you have, guess what? You're going to leave all of that behind. What has value into eternity? It's relationships. We want to help you connect, to connect with God and, and to connect with others. But beyond just connecting, we want to help you grow in the faith, to grow in your faith. You know, if you were... If you were walking the halls of Grace Covenant, either here on this campus or one of the other campuses, and as you're walking the halls, you saw adults, let's say 30-year-old, 40, 50-year-old adults, walking down the halls in diapers, carrying a baby bottle, you would say, there's something weird about that. Right? You would say, that's not normal. Why? Because we expect people to grow up. We expect people to get potty trained. Right? We expect them like, to leave the bottle to go to like uh, solid food. In the same fashion, in the same way, as Christ follows, there's an ex- expectation that we should be growing up spiritually. Listen, it's not, it's not okay to be 20, 30 years old, spiritually speaking, yet still be spiritually immature. But we should be growing in our faith life. Growing and that we're becoming more like Jesus as we're interacting, as we're processing life. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote. He says, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue, notice that word, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So there should be this ongoing process of growth. We're continuing on. We receive Christ, but we're not staying there. We're not camping out there. When we're embracing a process. We're being intentional about, about growth. And spiritual growth requires just that. It requires intentionality. Listen, spiritual maturity is not going to just sneak up behind you and surprise you. You're not going to just wake up one day and say, Well, look at me. Look how mature I am. No, listen, it requires intentionality for you making a decision. Hey, I'm going to embrace a process to grow in my life. You've heard me use this illustration before, but it makes such sense for me. Listen, if you want to get into physical shape, Emily, you know, you have to do something. You can't just sit in the recliner eating donuts and get in physical shape. It doesn't work that way, friend. What do you have to do? You have to get a plan and work the plan. You have to take action to arrive at being a place of being physically fit. It's the same spiritually speaking. You have to embrace the process. You have to become intentional. And here at Grace Company, we want to help you grow in your faith life. That's why we're here, to assist you, to encourage you, to resource you, to create opportunities where you can serve and grow in your faith life. In 2018, some pretty phenomenal numbers. If you look on there in your Grace Mission pamphlet, in 2018, we were privileged to see 628 men, women, boys, and girls come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Is that not awesome? 628 people that we're going to get to spend eternity with. Listen, you were a part of that. We celebrate the fact that 45 individuals received the fullness of the Holy Spirit is defined in the book of Acts chapter 2. We had uh, um, 127 individuals that were baptized in water. At least 24 miracles or healings that we're aware of. Those are the stories that we heard of where God did like miraculous stuff happened in this past year. Listen, God is at work in and through Grace Covenant. As we set our hearts to seek Him and honor Him, what happens? We grow in our faith. So we want to help you in that, to connect in relationship, to grow in the faith. Here's the third part of our mission. Not only do we want to grow in our faith, but at Grace Covenant, we want to live out our faith as we serve others. As we serve others. you know, I think it's interesting that Jesus' last act before going to the cross, his last act was to serve the disciples. Pretty amazing. The story is recorded in John 13. He's, he's having the Passover meal with the disciples just before going to the cross. And one of the disciples had secured the room, but they didn't secure the servant to do the washing of the feet. And so I, as I read the story, I think the disciples are kind of like looking around like who's going to do it. Who's going to take this menial role and wash our feet before the Passover? And it's interesting, the scripture says that Jesus got up from the table. He took the towel in the basin and he went from disciple to disciple to disciple, washing their feet. And as he completed this task of serving, I want you to listen to what he said to the disciples. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So just as Jesus serves, so we're called to serve one another. Matter of fact, I, I, I think we live out our faith by serving others. I believe that the, the proof, the proof of someone being a committed follower of Christ is found in this. How do you love and how do you serve? So if you want to know, okay, how am I doing in my faith life? Just do a quick assessment of your life and ask yourself two questions. How am I loving Others, and how am I serving others? See, Jesus didn't just come to serve, he's called us to serve, to serve others. Well, Peter, Peter, one of the disciples who had his feet washed by Jesus and who had heard this statement where Jesus said, I Have given you a model, it so impacted his life. Sometime later, Peter wrote these words that we find in First Peter chapter four, verse ten. It's on the screen. Would you read this with me? Let's read it together on all of our campuses. Let's read it. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Let's let's break this verse down. Notice he begins by saying, each one. Who do you think he's referring to? All of us. us. You are an each one. Matter of fact, turn to your neighbor and say, Hey, you're an each one. Go ahead and tell him. So this verse is to us, it's about us, it's for us. He says, each one, notice, should use. He's not making a suggestion here, folks. He's saying, you should do this as a follower of Christ. Each one should do what? They should use whatever gifts God's given them. So here's my question to you. What gifts has God given you? What abilities? What resources? Listen, I, I don't believe he's given you gifts, abilities, and resources just so you can be about you. No matter what our culture tells you today, he's given you gifts, abilities, and resources so that you can faithfully serve others. That's what we're called to. We're called to live our lives out in service to others. And when we serve others as a lifestyle, our lives become worship. We discover greater purpose and we experience greater joy. All of that happens when we do what Jesus did. When we serve. So here's Grace Covenant. We're committed. We're committed to serving others. I want you to listen to this story of a group of individuals who are making a difference with their lives as they're simply serving others.
3: The Giro Bike Shop is a, a really, uh, it's a flagship ministry here at the Neighborhood Care Center. My name is Manny Rosado. I'm the Executive Director at the Neighborhood Care Center here. And it's one that really brings in a lot of youth into the center.
0: This is the Bike Shop. We have Several volunteers, uh, great men that come here and try to help. These little girls and boys figure out how to take a bike apart, put it back together, and they earn one after they go through the checklist in about 10 hours.
3: There's a 10-point checklist that they have to go through in order to receive that bike. There's 100 points that they have to work towards.
0: They're earning this bike. We're not giving them a bike. They're earning it. I mean, the bikes are the sideline. So it's a character-building thing, and uh, that's really what we're looking for. The character, the honesty.
3: And it it is life skills, because they have to get through the program to receive that bicycle.
0: Favorite part is when you see somebody smiling and they put their bike together. Hardest part to me is in a wheel, but when you see a little girl or boy truing a wheel and go, this is good and it's straight.
3: You know, and you go, man, I can do this. And they just look at you like, I did it. So I say, yeah, you did that. And it's a sense of accomplishment for them to just be able to take a tire off of a bicycle.
0: Trying to teach them that if they can do this, they can maybe fix a lawnmower. Maybe they can be a first class welder. Maybe they can be a pilot, you know. We're teaching them that they can do things. So that's it. Seeing a smile on their face,
3: you know, and it's exciting. The Lord said that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. I mean, serving is. It's, it's, It's an investment that never depreciates.
1: Can I tell you what Jesus looks like in our community? It's a group of men they're showing up day in and day out, and they're teaching some kids how to use their hands, and they're teaching them responsibility, and they're telling them that they can be someone. That's what serving Jesus looks like. I think that's what Jesus looks like, as it's lived out right here from our congregation to this community. And there's multiple... Opportunities to serve, obviously, the Neighborhood Care Center is a great place to serve. But there's hundreds, literally hundreds of places and opportunities where you can live out what God has placed in your life. So I encourage you, find that place. And if you say, I don't know how to do that, listen, we will help you. We'll help you discover the abilities that God's placed in your life. We'll help you connect that to a place of service. Why? Because we believe that when you serve, you honor Jesus. We believe that when you serve, you discover greater purpose and greater joy in life. We believe that, that when you serve, you're truly like making a difference with your life. And we hear Grace Covenant. We want to help you serve serve others. And beyond serving others, the fourth part of our vision is to go. To go around the corner and around the world. You know, Jesus didn't save us just to get us to heaven. Right. If he saved us, I mean, if that was the greatest purpose, if Jesus saved us just to get us to heaven, listen, none of us would be here right now. We'd all be gone. Nor did Jesus save us just so we could be saved and satisfied. No, Jesus saved us so that we can enjoy relationship with God and so that we could be a part of his mission, his redemption, his redemptive mission to the world. If you can think of it like this, you've been rescued to be a rescuer. You've been rescued to be a part of God's rescue mission to the world. To take the love of Jesus, the grace of Jesus, the mercy of Jesus to a broken and hurting world. As Jesus was crucified and resurrected before he ascended to the Father, he had this last statement. That he made to the disciples. That I believe was not only for the disciples, but I believe it's for us today. It's the commissioning statement. In Matthew 28, 19, listen to what Jesus said. Therefore, go. Notice he didn't say stay. He didn't say stay in the comfort and security of the four walls of the church building. That's not what he said. What did he say? He said go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Listen, that's not just the commissioning statement for the lead pastor. That's for us. That's the body of Christ. When we've been given a mission, we've been commissioned by Christ to what? To go, to carry forth the gospel message. At Grace Covenant, we are committed to taking the whole gospel to the whole world. Sometimes that's across the seas, but sometimes it's like right around the corner. Sometimes it's right around the cubicle. Sometimes it's right across the hall or right across the street to go around the corner and around the world with the hope of the gospel message. In 2018... As a church family, we partnered with sixty-eight different organizations. As we invested one hundred eighty-one thousand five hundred and six dollars in community outreach, and through this investment in our partnership, we've seen hundreds, hundreds of lives changed. We also gave two hundred seventy-six thousand six hundred and one dollars to global missions, and we had fifty-two individuals participating going on mission trips. And behind the 52 that went, there were hundreds, there were hundreds more that were praying and giving, making the going possible. So today today as a church family, we're actively serving and supporting mission works in Linefort, Kentucky, in New York City, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, Myanmar and the Ivory Coast. The Grace Covenant family is making a difference in these places of ministry in these nations around the world. I want you to listen one last story, the story of 10 men who just recently made a trip to Puerto Rico. And as they went, not only did that make a difference with their lives, but their lives were changed in the process. Listen to this story.
0: Uh, this was my first missions trip. Uh, my wife and I have been talking for
2: years. 15, 20 years, we should do some kind of mission trip. We should go do something like this. My name is Tony Zyentech. My name is John Johnson. My name is uh, Michael Compagnoli. This is my first mission trip. Obviously not having been on the mission trip before, but I just felt God pulling me in this direction. We were sitting in church, and much like some of the other guys, she looked at the pamphlet and she nudged me with her elbow and said, you should do that. And I said, okay. the Farrell, during one of his... Um,
0: uh, services mentioned uh, the Puerto Rico mission trip,
2: and it was at that time I I, I just felt God saying, you know what, you you got to go, and so before I could change my mind, she signed me up,
0: <laughs> and I went. My name's Dana Wardrop, and I was the team leader for this last trip to Puerto Rico. So the role of the team leader is really to try to organize and plan for that week as best you can. So I went down not knowing six of the 10 people. The guys, I think
2: some of us knew some of the guys. It was pretty amazing how we were a group of men that didn't know each other, we came together. Five went and did this and five went and did that. When we were all said and done, we had accomplished so much. fellowship that we had while we were there, the
1: devotion time that we spent together, the sharing of our struggles, the sharing of our faith. I think it brought us so close together that it's, it's formed this bond that uh, I think is going to you know, carry
0: on for, for years. We weren't just uh, you know a group of guys that went down there to do
2: some, some work for a church. We came back as a band of brothers, like a, a real, a close-knit family. Each one of us had our own skill set. Some of us had a lot of experience. Some of us had very little experience. Everybody found a way to contribute. Aside from, from being saved, I think it was the most fulfilling, most enlightening
0: Uh,
1: most joyous spiritual experience in my life.
0: And one of the things that we, we have is the opportunity to go. There's lots of different types of mission trips. You don't have to go overseas. You can do it locally. There's a great need out there. It may be construction, it may just be relationships, it may be leadership, but there's always a need. So go and sign up for a trip. Take the classes to be prepared for it and let God move in you in mighty ways. You get by giving and, and I receive more out of this trip, I think, than actually than I, than I gave. So if, if this is something that you're considering, I would say pray about it because you're gonna make an impact on somebody else's life But more importantly, you're
1: going to have a great impact on your life.
2: If you're even considering it, go
1: do it. If you're thinking about going on a journey for a mission, um, any journey starts with that first step. Take that first step. You won't regret it. Well, what an amazing story. The church in Puerto Rico was encouraged, strengthened, better positioned to carry out ministry there in the country, and the lives of 10 men were changed. Why? Because they went. They, they embraced the mission and said, hey, we're, we're going to go. And for them, it happened to be across the seas to the country of Puerto Rico. But 2019 is going to be an amazing year as, as we embrace God's call to go. We're, we're going to be going into our neighborhoods. We're going to go into our schools. We're going to go into our places of work representing the love of Jesus. But we're also going to be going to New York City this year. We have a a high school uh, mission team going to New York City. We're going to be in Line Kentucky, working with the Children's Center there with Miss Mary. We're going to be in the country of Puerto Rico. We're going to be in the Ivory Coast. We also have a new area that we believe, a a new door that God's opened for us, not too far away, two hours away in Lumberton, North Carolina, where there's uh, great need, great poverty, and, and we believe there's an opportunity for us to go and serve some hurting, needy people there, and really just be the hands of Jesus extended. So that's going to be happening all in this year. Now, I think you would agree with me that as a church family, we've been richly blessed. Would you agree with that? I mean, we have abilities, opportunities, resources. God has so blessed us. And I think we have to ask, why? Do you think like we're God's favorites? I don't think so. I think God's blessed us so richly so that we can be a blessing to others. He's blessed us so that we would be able to go. Now, what I know today is not everyone can physically go. But what I do believe is that we can all be a part of going. How there's individuals who pray, and that's a really significant part of going. You're praying for those who are going. There's individuals who give, who make it possible for those to go who are going. And then there's those who actually physically go. But everyone's a part of of the going. Now, I would encourage you in 2019 just to say, God, how would you have me be a part of the mission? But again, Jesus is so clear about this. He says, therefore, go. He didn't say, again, therefore, stay. He said, go. And we want to help you embrace the go as we're living our lives on mission. See, our passion as a church family is to honor God and to live out the love of Jesus in such of a way that we positively impact our community and our world to live on mission. Yeah, I believe. I believe that as we connect in relationship with God and others, as we grow in our faith and as we diligently serve others, and, and, and as we embrace the mission to go, not only will the Grace Covenant family honor God, but we'll make an eternal difference in the lives of others. The church will become a, a loving force that impacts our community and impacts our world. But this time, I want to pass it back to the campus pastors as we conclude with a time of giving thanks and celebration. And I'm going to ask you, if you would set your things aside, stand with me. We want to celebrate what God has done as well as say, God, what would you have for me? What would you have for me in this year. But let's begin by singing this song. Would you sing the song of worship with me?
3: For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.